Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. From Fort Nasty, I, I'm live. <laughs> uh, you're not here, but uh, you're live to is... tape, just like a Saturday Night Live that you watch on the West Coast. Yeah, this is Brother Date, and I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. I wanted to open it with a little more energy. It was wanted. good. I felt that energy. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm looking at I'm looking at the recording here. It only made it to um, second five. Hmm. Oh. The energy went away again. Oh well. Uh, it's not a Star Trek episode. It's very exciting for everybody. Yeah, thank God. You, me, and the listeners. It is a mailbag uh, episode, which means there will be lots of Star Trek questions. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, we'll talk about Star Trek, but we won't. Yeah, it'll discuss come up. specific episodes. And we don't. I mean, have... we won't discuss the five episodes that we talked about at the end of last week, probably. God, it's only been a few days. I, I wanted really to do has. an episode early in the week this week, so I would have more time to. To maybe knock out some Star Treks before the, the weekend. Oh, that would be nice. I'm going to try to jump on it. And then next week we wouldn't remember anything, so we'd only do a two and a half hour episode <laughs> instead of a three and a half hour <laughs> like, episode. Uh, a third of my notes I don't understand anymore, so I'm not even going to say it. That's so really almost entirely prose. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, it's a mailbag week. Yeah. yeah. We got mail going all the way back to the 3rd of July. And we don't even have any complicated projects going on right now, though we may explain some ground rules for a complicated project coming up. Yeah. So. Mailbag! By Brother Date. Uh, on July 3rd, Ryan wrote in, at Brother Date, I think Buckley was the one who called it an ode to the orgasm, but to me it feels more like a story of the bittersweetness of love in general. Which Star Trek episode is he talking about? Uh, he's talking about reunion, <laughs> which is a weird choice. Uh, what is he talking about? He's talking about the song Hallelujah. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, that could be. Uh, yeah, I said it's an extended metaphor for sex. Yeah. Um, but uh, he went on to say, so I like the melody a lot, acoustic guitar preferably, but also the lyrics of the most popular verses tell me a sad but sweet story about the pain and the joy that being in love can mean. So I guess we did say, tell us what you like about the song. Damn it! <laughs> and we'll think of something better. Oh, okay. So he's... so now we're on the clock. And okay. I don't know why I didn't think of do this in the last eight days. Yeah, okay, so what did he say he liked about it again? I, I, uh, let's recap it. He likes the acoustic guitar, okay. and that the lyrics are a sad but sweet story about the pain and the joy of being in love. Sure. Um, all right. <sighs> I, I, might, I might just have to respond v- via mailbag. In the next mailbag. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's do that. Yeah. Everyone put together a song that Ryan would like. Yeah. We'll talk about it in two weeks. It's acoustic and it's a sad but sweet uh, song about the being, being in love. love and how it does suck sometimes. Yeah. Let's do that. I think we can do it. It doesn't seem like it's that hard. At Brother Date, he writes, how many times have you reflexively punched the radio button? Now, you responded to this saying, I, I believe it. I indicated Marjan could provide the answer. And yep. Marjan responded, pretty much at least one time each time we're in the car together. Yep, I think that's about right. So every time you guys are in the car, something will come on and you go, nope. Well, uh, as I've been saying, I don't listen to the radio when I'm by myself in the car because it's mostly garbage. And I um, apparently I'm not able to control myself. When I'm in the car with her, and one of the garbage songs comes on, I I have to turn it off. If it's Smashmouth, that's what they're called now, Smashmouth. Oh, I thought you meant Always Happy When It Rains. Uh, yeah, if a, an actual garbage song comes on. It's stupid girl. When was the last time you heard a garbage song on the radio? Oh boy, it's been a grip. They didn't... They didn't stick around. They didn't get the... They don't have the extended airplay. You don't hear them on the radio, but you'll hear Pink Floyd every fucking day. Right. Well, I mean, it depends on what... Those two wouldn't be on the same radio station. Sure, I'm saying on any station. When was the last time you heard anything by garbage? Oh, it has been a grip. Yeah. But again, I'm not a radio listener. Yeah, me neither, though. I, yeah, I guess I can't really. Anybody out there here with garbage on the radio, let us know. This is the best part of this song, and this is their best song. And it's The video great. is very boring. She's just standing there. Yeah, it's already much worse. Did these people make the 90s Power Hour yet, or would they even qualify? Are they too different? I think they'd be on the Power Hour. I don't think they've been on it, though, have they? Or did I... Are they in Toadies territory? <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, Butch Vig and the rest of these dudes uh, sort of fall into the Toad the Wet Sprocket camp for me. Of mm. uh, They just look like a bunch of dads. It's like a dad's band with one young woman in it. Yep. Yeah, and she was weird enough that in the 90s that you could do it. You could just get away with it. But um, they weren't good. No. Was I right that that opening was the best part of their best song and it was not It wasn't. It wasn't doing anything? I mean, I think you're right. I don't want to listen to the rest of the song to no. see. I think there's a bridge that sort of repeats the motif from the beginning, but I don't think it's... Yeah, I think you're right that that's the, probably the best part. You're like, all right, well, this isn't the worst thing yet. And then she starts singing, you go, oh, okay. Well, we're on our way to the worst thing. <clears throat> on the topic of uh, rabbit holes, mm. Ryan wrote in... Uh, Usually something to do with geology slash seismology, but sometimes advanced military weapons like lasers or rail guns and the technology behind them. And suddenly I'm learning that some lasers use chemicals. Oh, yeah. There's all yeah. kinds of weird-ass lasers out there. There's them solid-state lasers, and there's fucking... There's fucking um, uh, Polaron beams. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, there's polar on beams. Yeah, Tetrion. Te Don't forget uh, Tetrion, Tetrion beam beams. weapons, for sure. Spiral wave disruptors. Yep, I've seen those. Anti-proton beams. Yep, all of them. They're all out there, disruptors and all that. I've seen them. Uh, don't forget the Varen T disruptor. It's extremely painful somehow. 
I've been uh, playing the Star Trek Online. Yeah, that is you, my fault. Which you have played m- m- just way, 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 way more of. You've played more of that oh, game yeah. than anybody's ever played of anything, really. I've played a, I've put a lot of hours into that dumb game. And so it's I've, got a it's got a lot of dumb completionist things you can do. And it's got all kinds of different beam weapons. It so, sure does. So many. And oh, do they make any difference? Are they different? Or are they just different colors? They have different secondary effects. So phasers, for instance, have a chance to take an enemy subsystem offline. Whereas plasma weapons inflict a burn damage that burns um, for some number of seconds. Un- unless the enemy uses a specific skill to scrub it. Hmm. Um. And some of this would be based on things that are sort of canon, like, uh, hey, there's things such as plasma fires in Star Exactly. Trek. But exactly, the yeah. phaser turn- knocking off subsystems, that's just because they wanted the phaser to have an effect. Also, if you get a plasma torpedo and then you use the, um, the powerful torpedo bridge ability, I forget right. what it's called. It creates a slow-moving, destructible torpedo that does a lot of damage if it hits it, and that's like the balance of terror plasma torpedo. Right. So they try to incorporate some. So yeah, they all they all have a theme. They all do something slightly different. They're, they have a different secondary effect, and then there are different kind of yeah, it could be a cannon consoles or, uh... and things that you equip on your ship that give you boosts to using some weapon types over others. Yep, and then there like there's cannon types, and then beam types, and fucking other uh, yeah i use a lot of plasma weapons on my main ship okay uh yeah that is by the way this is not a good game oh it's very it's a horrible game when i play it for any amount of time i my whole body starts to hurt i think with anger but if you want to uh fly a starship around or assign a bunch of ships in your little armada to complete missions and stuff uh it's the only game in town. Yeah, it's mostly for... I. Uh, there's collecting bits that are okay, and I do like that there's all kinds of ships. It's just the ship combat's not good, and the ground combat's a hundred times worse than that. Also, it's fun to see the weird, wacky, made-up lore that they've put in the game. Well, again, we've talked about it before. They just tried to address every single throwaway plot in every every Star Trek episode. Yeah, I mean, for instance, I'm sure you've gone back and rescued Kaiopaka from the Null and Ennis planet. That was part of the... uh... The new Jem'Hadar stuff, right? Yeah, they just fixed that yeah. this month, basically. So, there you go. She's she's free, not that anyone cared. No one ever went back to that planet. Yeah. No one cares. You'd think someone would go there. Do you think if, become, like, for a no other reason than just to give her a communicate. Like, she could still be the long-distance Kai. That's right. She could be Most Kai of the people the in the world, world don't live near the Pope. They seem just fine with it. Seriously, she could just be Gamma Quadrant Kai. Like, who cares? Yeah. But, yeah, no one I ever went know. back there. No one went back there. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, they do a lot of that dumb stuff. If you like, see a one-off about the Iconians like we just did, and then you're like, oh, those guys, uh, that technology seemed real powerful and dangerous, but I guess we'll never think about that again. Yeah. That's like all that Star Trek Online thinks about. Yeah, and I, I, did, uh, I, did, one of, I did the Dyson Sphere ones, and like the schisms aliens were in it. Yeah, and they put like, it all oh, together. Look at that. They decided those guys would go together. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So that's fun for me, but you could get that probably just by reading the wiki. Yes, you could just open it up and read through it and go, so that's what happened. Huh, interesting. That's Rather nonsense, but it's interesting. Play the two-hour garbage ground mission that accompanies it. Fuck. It is really bad. Have you tried it in first-person shooter mode? 
You told me it's even worse, so I I found it even worse. Yeah, resisted. If you want to try it next time, just hit uh, just hit B and see if you like it any better. Maybe it would solve some of the camera issues I have with this fucking game. That's the main thing it solves. Maybe I'll try it. Uh, yeah, so definitely, definitely. Some lasers use chemicals. Um, if you want to understand more about how that works, then uh, I'd say read up on electron orbitals. It's pretty interesting stuff, and it explains stuff like um, why the inside of your car gets hot, for instance. Yeah, actually, you could just ask any robot. They know about lasers. They'll tell you about them. Uh, yeah, a robot ain't shit if it doesn't know about lasers. Like one of those airport, airport robots, or like... They have some in Vegas now that like okay. go around and distribute room keys and stuff. You could ask one of those robots. Okay, so I saw a security robot in the wild uh, on Monday. No. I guess it was... Maybe it was last Saturday. I had uh, I had scheduled a... I didn't know when I was going to be able to pick up this prescription, so I scheduled to pick it up from the hospital discharge pharmacy, because that's fucking 24 hours a day. Okay. But I ended up going on like a Saturday morning. And so, but you have to go to the actual hospital building for that. And then as I was leaving the hospital and driving away, they had one of those robots just fucking cruise in the parking lot. He wasn't like half in a fountain? Because I think in the wild, the most of them end up in fountains. <laughs> no, but he was at the top of a long ramp. And oh, I was boy. wondering like, hey, if this old boy goes down that ramp, can he get back up? <laughs> I think he might be fucked. <laughs> someone's someone's going go to have to come elevator. by in a truck and put the Doctor Who robot in the back and drive it back up to the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really understand. I don't believe that we are able to do that in a really good way yet. But you know what? You gotta you could get through the hard times with robots, so you can enjoy the robot salad days. And a robot salad <laughs> is the best. Seems salad. like it'd be mostly be oil. It's well, the oil for sure, but on top of like some old some old microchips and stuff. Some oily oily microchips. Uh, Ryan writes, Quora is a pretty bad rabbit hole too, but they do seem to, but they do spam you pretty hard if you start answering things. Know who's super into Quora? And he just leaves that one hanging, and I don't know. Um, maybe he meant him because he was saying he had some knowledge of it. Oh yeah, maybe. So maybe it's maybe. him. Um, my boss is Vietnamese, and Quora sends him questions to answer all the time that are like, why do Chinese people do this? <laughs> and, uh... He always reposts them in our Slack, uh, saying that here's Quora being racist again. Yeah, that would be frustrating. They, they don't ask him things like, "Is it bond me or bun me?" That right. would be the kind of question he'd probably be all over. But yeah, if they're asking him like, uh, I don't know why the Ching. Dynasty. It must be him because he then writes uh, some of the questions are on there are inane as shit though, but in many ways that's what I like. Yeah, you're not looking for a hard hitting examination. Right. I'm not that interested in the political questions, Ugh, yeah. um, etc. I really do like. Was Radagasta Brown a failure? And then I'm like, yeah, it's a good question. He did seem to mostly fuck around with animals. Didn't really help much. <laughs> Let's look into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be pretty good. I still haven't. I don't. I don't hang out on the Quora. The Quorum. The Quora. Yeah. Well, it's a. It's a real. It's one that'll just like all of a sudden it's two in the morning and I'm like, I I have been reading questions about Star Wars for two hours. God, with their uh, now obsolete extended universe or whatever. There must have been, like, a shit ton of questions. Uh, it just makes the question, the answer's longer. Because it's like, it's here's like, well, what in it the was old times, prior to okay. Disney. Yeah. 
In the new Disney expanded universe. Ugh. On the sixth, Ryan writes in, uh, we all have our roles to play. Mine is boost the mailbag. It is what it is. Also, where's that guitar cameo? I think he he really expects Marjan to do this thing, I think. Because it can't be me, because I keep playing the fucking guitar and nobody wants it. We did 7 Gary 3 two weeks ago. <laughs> nobody said dick. Nobody said shit about dick. No, we still need to open our 7 Gary 3 account, though. We, we need to that make our true. social media presence known. Uh, I gotta get, get, out a there, get a gig. Leather yeah. jacket with some fringe on it and then shave off my beard to leave my mustache. And grow your hair out a bit, too, if you grow can. Grow my hair out quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. It'll take a while. Take we, a while to get this whole thing put together. That's all right, because we, we live very far apart. It's going to be hard for us to play a gig, so. That is true. It's going to be a while before this thing can get off the ground. But when it does, it's going to be. We'll, we'll play a gig. On the seventh, Ben writes in. At brother date, rare Judah flub. Oh, no. Definition of diamagnetic didn't sound right. It's actually tending to become magnetized in a direction at 180 degrees to the applied magnetic field. Anyway, magnetically reactive, at least. Yeah, dude. Um, would you like to guess, Matt, whether you think I think I was wrong or not? You usually don't. Yeah, that's correct. I don't. <laughs> that's right, I don't. don't think you're wrong. Here's the thing, Ben. You are correct, but I am... Uh, correct in a way that matters more all right so first of all that is you're right that is the definition of diamagnetic but then if you proceed on and read what all of the diamagnetic things are it's shit like wood yeah and it the in order to see the magnetic properties of these things you have to have a very powerful magnetic field and usually a very small amount of the substance right in there is nothing that is not magnetic diamagnetic is the least magnetic something can be so, uh, I did not read the definition because the definition is misleading. Right. And, um, you didn't you know, read it on I, the I am not right. a physics expert. I did do uh, electricity and magnetism with calculus. This is not all uh, mystery stuff to me. Well, like I said, I took that one geology class, so... Uh, that's right. And then that's why you know what an igneous rock is. I know... I, I know I'm not going to say I know what an igneous rock is. But you know that that's the volcano one. But I, yes, but I knew that was one of the kinds of rock. And I also knew that it had not... metamorphic and sedimentary? Yes, and I also knew that as far... Uh, at least, I felt very strongly that it did not interfere with communications. That was sort of the main thing. That igneous rocks don't interfere with communications. Yep. Because the Star Trek was saying that. That seemed to be a problem for their fancy future communicators. <clears throat> it's a it's a plot problem. There's no point in trying to address the science of it. Yeah. On the ninth, uh, Ryan writes in at brother date. That's me, your good good boy. I'm your dog after all. He spelled it D A W G, not to be confused with dog, as you've established your spelling. I tend to say spell it D O double G. Yeah, I spell it like Snoop Dogg would spell it. It's, As a that's rule. both Snoop Dogg and Akewood spell it that way. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think D-O-double-G is the right way, but I don't know. Maybe in the past we said D-A... I don't know if we would have said D-A-W-G. Though. It doesn't feel right to me, D-A-W-G. I don't know. And um, no one has created the wiki for this show because, you know. Why so we'll never, we'll never know <laughs> what the right way to spell it is. Uh, On the ninth. That must have just oh, been yeah. us giving him a, some kind of... Attaboy for, for stuffing up the, the mailbag, I think. Oh, yeah. 
He's our good. He's our good, good mailbag boy for sure. Yeah. Uh he writes on the ninth. Okay, that was only two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> so which one's the ripoff? Argonians or Arconians? Yeah. This is a good question. So let's go to Wikipedia. The Argonians from the Skyrim are from. <sighs> were, were they in the earlier ones? Before the Skyrims? I assume that they were. Um, but I don't know any of this. Let's see. Arena is from 1994. That seems to put them ahead. Let's see. Because that Enterprise episode was from the uh, the old lots. Uh, Argonians Elder Scrolls. I just want to see if they were in Arena. Yeah. Because uh, we already know this Star Trek episode had ripped off that that weird movie. Yes. What's the name of that movie again? Enemy Mine. Yeah. Uh, Argonians uh, were in Arena, so they they exist in Elder Scrolls uh, as early as 1994. Well, then they win. They're the However, winners. Because as we already talked about, the Arconians had never appeared until that episode. Yeah, and they're called, although they look very similar, in the movie Enemy Mine, they appear to be called the Drax. Yes, they didn't, they didn't literally take the alien out of Enemy okay. Mine. They're just a bunch of fucking uh, hacks. Maybe so, one of them had seen the Drax and said, oh, let's make some guys like them. Using nothing but timeline. Yeah. One would say Enterprise ripped off Elder Scrolls with these, with these old boys. With the but name we of know these old boys. What they really did was rip off that German movie. Yes, and the name Argonians, Arconians, rather, probably coincidence. Yeah, that would be my guess. Because they, although they're kind of scaly, they don't really look like big lizards or anything. Like the Argonians In your backyard? do. Um, no, um, that was not uh, a top 40 hit uh, in any of the charts, and so I don't. I'm not even going to talk about that one. No, the only, the only one that charted for them was uh, Punk Rock Girl. Is that the so. same record or not? Uh, it is not. Okay. It's uh, from two records later. I know that Big Lizard in My Backyard, isn't that from the album? That's from the album Big Lizard in My Backyard. Big Lizard in My Backyard. And, uh, I shipped his ass to El Salvador. Right. Yep. And uh, Punk Rock Girl was from... Beelzebubba. Okay. Well, there you go. See, you're all over this. Only because I looked it up today. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, he also posted a meme. You know the meme where the dude is with the girl and he's looking at the other girl and she's giving him a look like yeah what do you and then people are always like uh and they just label it yeah they just put a label on the guy and the guy's the guy's me and then the girlfriend is like uh some sports team and and then the other guy's of just some free agent the other girl's some free agent or something sure i don't know something like that in this one the girl in the red dress has the uh skyrim helmet on and the guy is me, and the other one is my life. The girlfriend is my life. So it's like, because he's going to... He just keeps looking at Skyrim, and he's putting his whole life on hold. Yeah. So does that mean that Ryan is playing Skyrim these days? What's the deal? Uh, Ryan has long played Skyrim, but uh. he plays it the secret bad way for the Xbox. Well, I once upon a time played it for the PlayStation, so I know what that's like. It is very bad. <laughs> Yeah. It's extremely bad. It's a bad version. Even without playing the other version, you know you're playing a terrible version. Of you it. know you're playing the bad version. It doesn't. It doesn't load quite right. It's very buggy. 
just problems occur that cannot be solved and you have to wipe your whole game. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's just a Bethesda game and yeah. They they pack those games full of systems and the systems can all touch each other and there's no way to test them all and they don't try. They yeah, they kind of uh they revel in the chaos yes. of that shit. They're just like, uh yeah, sometimes sometimes your vampire won't want to feed. Yep. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> And you want this is why you want the PC version so that you can bring up the command exactly. console and turn on like no clip so you can get out of the mountain you're stuck in. <laughs> right. Or... Oh yeah, that happened to me a few times in the PlayStation. Version. Exactly. <laughs> because I'm insane, and instead of going around, I go no, no matter what, I'm going over this mountain. You can set yourself so you're not vampired anymore. Yeah, that's a helpful one. A bunch of shit, like whatever you need to do to fix what the game did wrong. Again, played a very long. Long file, long save file on the PlayStation. Got infected with vamp with the vampirism. Couldn't go into any area with people in it because they all saw I was a vampire and tried to murder me, which meant I couldn't solve anything. I couldn't get out of my vampire state, and then my guy wouldn't feed, so I couldn't make the symptoms go away. Right. So it was just like, well, I guess I'll try to murder everyone in every town. That's my new game. Uh, on July 10th, Ryan wrote, uh, at Brother Day, yeah, you're still supposed to remain in control of your Tesla on autopilot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know people won't, though. So what? So what's, so what's the autopilot do? I mean, it keeps you in your lane if it can detect your lane, and okay. it will follow the car in front of you at a certain distance or keep you to your top speed. My, my car has cruise control that does that. Okay. Um, really, it's the auto steering is the... Extra new feature. Okay. Um, so that's helpful. You know, if you if you drift, your mind wanders or something. It's, um, so it's just to protect you against doing a, a whoopsie. It's not to take yes, over your driving. It's not, it's not really meant... It's not... Yeah, yeah. So they have all of these levels of automatic driving. Mm-hmm. And I th- I forget what Tesla is. It's level two or level three. Yes, and it goes I've, all the way I've to level seen five. this You've seen chart. this Matrix, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, if you give that capability to someone and you say, yeah, you're supposed to touch it, but mm, yeah, and people will figure out a way to defeat it. Like either, I mean, the way the Tesla one works or used to work, according to the NTSB reports of the crashes I've read is that you get sort of an increasing scale of warnings the longer you have your hands off the steering wheel. And so eventually it's just, it's all over your ass. But people find ways to defeat that, like hang a bottle of water on the steering wheel or something. <laughs> I just love how people are like, no, even though I'm clearly not supposed to be using this as just my super futuristic autopilot, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's a combination of a couple of things, right? Like, A, you bought an expensive car that has a sort of unique feature, semi-unique feature. <clears throat> you want to use it. Now, do they call it autopilot, or do they call it, like, driver assist or So they do call it autopilot, and that's that's probably part of the situation. Yeah, it's like they're trying to walk the line, they're like, well, we need to market it so people think it's cool. And then also people just get used used to it, and then, you know, start start relying on it, etc. However, it it certainly has not been implicated in all of the crashes. Um, In the most recent Tesla crash that there's an NTSB report on, uh, it was an 18-year-old kid driving it, and he was going at 116 miles an hour, and he couldn't make a turn. And um, 
That's not really on Tesla. That's Tesla. the same shit that a kid does if you put him in a Porsche or a Lamborghini. Tesla, so. I thought you said this thing could turn on a dime. I'm going 116. Why didn't it turn with me? But, uh, but I mean, people definitely will abuse that. And in fact, the only time I ever drove with my radar cruise control on, I did not like how disconnected I felt from the car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's neat. It was neat the first time it was like, it just slowed down automatically because the car in front of me started going slower and then it sped up again. That was cool, but... You're like, I can do that. Yeah. (laughs) I can do that. I can do that part. But at some point, I'll just be an old man who's like, you don't feel the car this way. (laughs) Meanwhile, I drive an automatic, and then there's another guy (laughs) who drives stick, and he's like, you're not even driving. You're (laughs) just steering. Yeah, by the time you're an old man, the only people driving sticks will be people in other countries. I guess that's probably true. I think they've been pretty much phased out around here, around these parts. It's certainly not. You'd have to order one, probably. Yeah. Unless you're buying a real high-end car. Yeah. Which I'm not going to. But even then, I think most of the time people are pretty happy just with the uh, fucking paddle shifting on the steering wheel. Yeah. Although, from all of the um, Top Gear that I watched, it didn't seem like anyone ever did a good job on that. (laughs) I feel like there was always a complaint about the paddle shift on all the cars they ever tested. (laughs) How did that Tesla thing come up? Did we talk about Tesla last time or something? I don't remember that. Oh, I don't know. I was probably telling you that I was reading NTSB crash reports on Teslas. Oh, maybe, yeah. That might have come up on the rabbit hole situation or something. Or a guy who was, uh, you know, like, live streaming from his car and went into a semi-truck or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Marjan wrote in yesterday. No. Uh, with this Huffington Post article. Oh, she didn't play the guitar. Okay. No, she didn't play the guitar. Uh, it's an eight-year-old girl playing the, playing drums real good. Oh. Oh, I okay. So she sent this to me, and I was like, you need to tweet that at Brother Day, because this um, uh, reaffirms one of Judah's favorite theories, that uh, any of the stuff that people did in the 70s or whatever that seemed innovative at the time now is done by Japanese children on a regular basis. Yes. And this is literally a Japanese eight-year-old doing some bonzo drumming. So I thought it was actually sort of right up your alley. Uh, She's doing good times, bad times, and uh, literally eight years old. Let me see if this is anything. Oh, yeah, if you can play it. I think this is the same girl, though. It's not the self-same video. Well, this is good times, bad times. Oh, what was the one that she posted? That one. Well, she's wearing a different shirt, though. Looks like the uh, same kid. She's, you can hear her even doing the... Well, not only that, but there's a little inset so you can see how she does it. Eight years old. <laughs> it's like, ah, good job, Bonzo. You did really great work. But now the Japanese kids are mastered it so this is this is part of why um why i think it's so irresponsible to do one take and just put out a shitty version and be like yeah but it's atmospheric because i I think i have long content and let's see if this plays without an ad that there's some kid practicing this guitar solo for hours (laughs) in his room do it do it So 
so glad someone's been perfecting this. <laughs> it is, it's it's a, a real song. It's a very famous song by a real band, but that... They didn't put any thought into that. That sounds exactly like a joke that guitarists would do for each other. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to hear my new solo? <laughs> we just play that, right? <laughs> And then everyone would laugh and go, yeah, that would suck. Unless, that would suck if you did that. Unless you were uh, uh, high and looking for that experimental sound. In right. which case, you record that and put that out and say, this is our new song. Everyone enjoy. I mean, so I mean that's trash. And there's got to have been some small number one presumes of Japanese teenagers who were too into psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a labor of love in their bedrooms, trying to get a note perfect rendition of that. Of that and it's like a diarrhea, and it's just such nonsense. That is guitar diarrhea for sure. Oh yeah, that's like even just even the tempo of it, it just says diarrhea. So the you know the eight year old uh, Japanese girl doing the very complicated triplet bass drumming with one pedal. Mm-hmm. At least she's doing something that was interesting and innovative. But like, this was and that's an influ eight miles high. In case anyone didn't know what I was just playing there, we, they, it if was they a very show, influential psychedelic song, like the yeah. first big psychedelic hit. So yeah. there's got to be someone who thinks that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty. I'll just do one more. Let's have that just one more Just wasting time. all those 12 strings. Just wasting them. It's like so far, it's like, all right, I can get behind this, but don't worry. It's going to get shitty real fast. There it is. <laughs> it became terrible. We never get to that part. It does get pretty hilarious. Oh, and by the way, I love this song. I, the rest of the song is super nice, but um, oh no, there's actually there's another, there's another guitar, guitar player that's yes. just as bad as that. But they, for some reason, they're like, no, 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 we can do worse. Let's, let's get the circle back on that. Let's do a worse um, guitar break. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, someday I'll put someday I'll put this list together of worst guitar breaks to have made it. Uh, to yeah. uh production uh, another real bad one is uh there are some bad ones out there uh, is it magic man oh yeah it's not good good old uh good old heart yeah then i don't know i don't know what point in the song it is late middle of the song let's see So that part sounds pretty good. No, this is working yeah. for me. This is... Just went in, in the middle of that Dynasty Warriors bit. But you're right, there's a bit that rough and goes on too long. Uh, the problem is this is a live rendition too. Oh, it's okay. They're gonna do it. Already no relation to the rhythm. Oh, okay, good. Just on 
the funny synthesizers in it too. During the break. So yes, but I guess in this version it's played with a guitar. I hate uh, when they give me an album or a live version. I want album. Yeah, we want the record the recorded version, the original. Mm. Heart, um, <laughs> better in our in our collective memories than in than in reality. Oh, definitely. Guitar's doing what you... Oh, here it comes. Uh, uh. <laughs> Boy, it goes on too long is, I think, the main problem here. If you're not going to go anywhere... Maybe make it fast. Pretty soon we'll get to the part that I always think is hilarious. Here we go. <laughs> By the way, I wish there was so much more of that. <laughs> That's the good part. <laughs> that yeah, is fucking I, trash. I feel like there are a couple of levels of planning your guitar solo. Maybe we can go through them real quick here. There's like okay. the... I have this thing fucking mapped out. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock their faces, but I know what I'm gonna do going in, and I can repeat it, and I can do it the same every time. Yeah, let's call that a that's a slash. That's we got slash, slash. kind of wailing guitar solo. Like when you listen to Slash, it don't sound like he's improvising. Right. Yeah, but the thing is like a November Rain kind of uh, Slash guitar bit, where he's just wailing away, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's gonna do that every single time, basically the same way. Then there's this, which was on a level of, like, in the moment, the moves I'm making are intentional, but right. I didn't plan it out before this moment. And I've lost I'm track of this. where we are in the song and what should be happening. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I'm saying, regardless of the quality of the individual guitar solo, this is in the level of, it's extemporaneous, like, it's not, he didn't plan it, but he's intentionally, he or she is intentionally doing this. Yes. Then I think there is the eight miles high. Which is just, Which is I'm not doing happens. anything. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to like fling my fingers around on these strings, and whatever noise comes out is fine. I don't care which noise comes out. So this is kind of in that mid-level where it's like, you can tell that they are in the moment intending to make these noises, and then you're just going, but don't do it, though. Or if you're not going to go anywhere, get out. Like, get out. Can you give me, like, ten seconds of that and get out instead of two minutes? 
I wish someone would tell me what what point in this nine minute November rain video the solo is. Mm, I think he comes, I think he does it twice. I think there's two, where he goes into a wailing. Look at me, I don't have a shirt on, and I'm out outside of a church in the middle of nowhere. Guitar solos. But it's I like may be wrong. Maybe there's movie, one, and then yeah. it just goes into the second song. With the, oh wait, hang on. Don't you know that you need somebody? Oh, if, yeah, if you're watching the video, it's easy. <laughs> Yeah, because he's in front of the church. <laughs> I think you're towards the end of that one. Yeah, you were at the end of that. Yeah, for sure, but like... Uh, let's see if I can... He's mainly just wailing away. You're like, okay. He planned that. That is a plan. Oh, you're close. Oh, I know. <laughs> It's good that the video has a narrative. It's easy to remember where you are. He's stepping out of the church now with his guitar. <laughs> he's got to get ready out there. Well, he really does because he's got to figure out how to make all the sound go towards him. He's just out there by himself. Yeah, he'll play that 100 times exactly the same. So it's yeah. like, by the way, that's where I came in before. Uh, yeah, so it's like also he, ne- he stays with the rhythm of the song. He is never playing a note that is out of key with the chord that's playing behind it. Yeah. Uh, it's in- Like you said, it's intentional. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you could still do that bad. Like, the- again, regardless of oh, whether yeah. you did it good or bad, there are ones where you can tell this is a plan they had. And maybe they did it good, maybe they didn't. And maybe extemporaneously they could be good or bad. That heart one is not. Um, but I, I feel like you could always tell when you're listening to it whether or not this was like what level of planning was done on this <clears throat> I don't know how we got into heart uh, from 8 Miles High from this little ah, girl drumming little girl drumming that's right yeah. Okay. well she rocked it good job 8 year old she did it real good uh, she actually has a double bass pedal but she's just using one well you gotta do it the authentic way got to do a bonzo style yeah that's the mailbag by the way that wasn't bad it's pretty good covered some different stuff in there even had multiple contributors ben ben got in there to try to correct you marjan sent a video it's all good um hey uh earlier i was talking about how much you play that sto game yeah like more than anyone has ever played a thing well how many hours are you at now Oh, I don't know, because I stopped using Steam, so it no longer uh, tracks them. But it was already at 999, so... <laughs> okay. So it a doesn't lot. matter, yeah. That's such a wild number, I can't even believe it. Um, it's wild. Uh, so it occurred to me, if you take the amount of time that you have played all the video games that you've ever played... Yes. You add to that the much smaller, but still significant number of hours that you've watched me play video games. Yeah. And... At this one, I've probably watched third parties play video games as much as I've watched you play video games. I was going to say, and you add the number of times you've just watched strangers on the internet play video games. Yeah, I watch a lot of speedruns. You've spent... And long plays. Sort of an insane amount of time, if you Oh, definitely. 
I'll definitely has been game. my life's major hobby for sure. Right. So I, when you consider that between the ages of 14 and 18, I played the guitar for like four hours a day. Trying to cut into your video game time. That really was. A bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I figured we should do a version of the 90s Power Hour. The 90s yes. Band Power Hour. Yes. But where I ask you, and I ask you to rank video games, so that yes. we end up with the definitive list of video games that matter to Judah. That Judah All right. liked. All right. I'm into it. So, again, so we can do this on an ongoing basis, the way we do the other one, where we sprinkle five or ten in. And... Yes, it's the same way where there are so many, so many fucking games out there uh, that you have played that it would take kind of a long time to hit all of them. So we'll just knock them out a few at a time. Um... I would like to start with Super Mario Brothers 3. All right. Now, it's the first one, so obviously where it goes doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's going to go at the top. Did this game matter at all to you? Uh, for sure. So Super Mario Brothers 3 was the first video game I wanted. And that's it because they not... actually had like an advertising campaign for them shits, yes. right? Yes. Also, I had seen some of the kids on our street had played Super Mario 1, so I'd played it with them. Right. Was that like uh, Le- the Leovs or whoever? Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, got a Nintendo when I was in fifth grade. Okay. So came pretty late in my life, but I had some exposure to these things. Like, I think by that time, I had already played Wing Commander, for instance. Whoa. Yeah, because Igor had Wing Commander. Damn. Can that be true? Yes. He had Wing Commander before we even had a Nintendo? I believe so. Holy shit, I thought I because thought it was for Super Nintendo. Yeah, but he had it, his dad had a computer. Oh, he had that version. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were not a tech-savvy family back in the day. Right. Leov's family had a computer, too. We used to play the game where you ask uh, Eliza. Yes, that's correct. Place. We did play Ask Eliza. <laughs> um... He didn't have leisure, leisure Suit Larry, but Igor had Leisure Suit Larry. That kind of tracks. That, yes. kind, of, that kind of tracks with Igor. Again, his, probably his, his dad's. Yes. Uh, Igor, the kid who, more than anything, wanted us to come over so we could all watch American Ninja movies together. He did like the American Ninja series of movies. He had multiple of them, and we saw them all multiple times, as I recall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, this, this game, a super wanted... Did not get it. What we got instead was Super Mario Brothers Two. Well, that's okay. That's okay because that okay. that's fine. That um, but we did eventually we did eventually get it and play the hell out of it, and then played it a bunch more when All Stars came out. Yeah, All Stars was pretty cool. When that came out, we could then play all of them without changing the fucking uh, cartridge, which was neat. Uh, this is important. It's a good game. It's the first one okay. that introduced flight mechanics because you had the Tanuki with the Tanuki. No, yes, with the Tanuki and also the regular raccoon suit. Um, and you had the frog that's just suit. A, that's just a real good game. Yeah, the frog suit, the hammer suit. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that? What's the name of the shoe? Tanuki's boot. I don't know. That's no, not but, right. It's, it's not. A, yeah, I forget the name of the shoe that you could be in in like one level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one of the ones with uh, the pipe level with all the plants coming out. Probably World Seven com- would be my guess. Compared to other Nintendo games, this one looked good as hell. You did. Uh, it played super good. Goom- the mechanics They're calling all- it Goomba's shoe. I don't know. That why. don't make no sense. Oh, because I think I think you had to kill the Goomba in the boot and take. No, it there was a Goomba in there. You had to kill to get the so boot. So somehow he got the boot. 
and he named yeah. it. He named it. Goose. But that boot's way too big for him. Whose boot is that? I don't know whose boot it originally was. Was it one of Bowser's big old boots? I don't know. That's a good question. It just looks like a big green rain boot or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's an important game for me. So okay. obviously, uh, it's going to be hard to dislodge that. Okay. Let's go that. with something to contrast that with something like, uh, let's say, a Jet Moto. Okay, Jet Moto. For the PlayStation. This is a game that I accidentally stole from Rick <laughs> in the sense that I borrowed it for, from Rick to play on the when we got a PlayStation right. and never returned it, but mostly because we had also stopped playing it and just sort of forgot it existed. Oh, yeah, we were not crushing it. He never it. cared enough to ask for it back. He didn't care about it and we didn't care about it, which means it just stayed wherever it was. So this is a game that was fun for like 10 minutes and it was sort of cool if it was the first PlayStation game you ever saw. Because it could do the some of the shit that the non-PlayStation games couldn't. Like, it was 3D, and it had a uh, real soundtrack. Yeah, had yes, that's right. So, they, like you're saying, if this was your entry into a, a PlayStation world. But in my mind, it's one of these uh, tech demo-style games that is pretty limited. Like, if you went back to it, you'd be like, huh, there's only five jet skis you can be. Yeah, not that many and courses. There's four, and there's four four tracks and three difficulty levels. And it's like, I can only be sponsored by Mountain Dew or Butterfinger. Like, this yeah. is bullshit. Um, in general... Was this, by the way, what was this craze that, that made Jet Moto have to be a game? Was there, a, like, a, jets, a competitive jet ski craze? I don't remember one. I don't remember so. this. Was this something you could click? Because remember when was we were it growing like up. The price of jet skis dropped to the point where it was within range of your average dirt bag, and now they needed to advertise. Yeah, so I was going to say, so now, like, if you were just in Florida, this was a thing that you could do. Something like that, right? Because <laughs> we remember when we were growing up, you would sometimes just catch boat racing on ESPN2. Oh, yeah. Like speed And uh, those shits always wipe out, yes. so... They it's would... a quality ESPN2 watch. I you know? always loved watching it, and I always tried to figure out if boats were expensive, because if they were, <laughs> then how did this work? Because they crashed every time. They just keep blowing up. They would like and catch a like, little bit of wind, and they'd be off, and you go, "Oh, that was it." Yeah, at some point you're like, "What's in this for Marlboro? What's in this for Budweiser?" <laughs> right? Yeah, it'd be like Tide. Why, why is Tide sponsoring this? What's happening? Exactly. Um, like they're not selling speed boats. That doesn't make any sense. I I uh, I don't recall though ever seeing any jet ski racing. So yeah. I can't really figure out why Jet Moto existed. Uh, so the answer to your question is: This is definitely below Super Mario Brothers three, okay. and I think you'll find that this is in a. It's going to be in a different tier. <laughs> it's going to end. This is gonna, maybe Jet Moto territory is going to become be a, a thing. tier of games that are down in the Jet Moto zone. The other thing I was going to say is: Straight racers have never really appealed to me very much, oh, unless really? there's a heavy RPG element. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, maybe there's a game called F-Zero you'd like to put in here, then, since we're talking about straight yeah, races. definitely. So, F-Zero is going to go above Jet Moto. Okay, I feel like that's not going to be a high bar to clear. But this. definitely below Super Mario Bros. 3. Uh, F-Zero's cool for a couple of reasons. Uh, again, I think there's only five tracks in F-Zero, and only four cars you can be. I don't really recall. I sort of thought maybe they had different cups... But maybe I'm just confusing that with Mario Kart. Like, where Mario Kart had, like, four in each cup. Right. I, yeah, I don't think so. But I, I don't think there's, know. like, literally five tracks in F-Zero. Okay. And um, 
the cars all handle a little bit differently. There's also one of those games where there is traffic, but it just is random spawn traffic. It doesn't have anything to do... Aside from the other three racers, it doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing. Yeah, kind of. There's like just some always other... some random cars that look like VW bugs that are going to be on the course. Like when you get into the boss races in uh, Final Lap Twin, and then right. there's like fucking chaff all over the fucking road. Right. Um, but it's relatively tough, so there was some replay value here. Also, I think it was probably one of the earlier Super Nintendo games we had, so. It was I definitely, definitely a have Super played Nintendo, a fair amount of F-Zero. I think it was a Super Nintendo launch or like something like that, but that doesn't make... We didn't get Super Nintendo at launch. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it was probably one of the earlier ones we played. Although we were closer to the launch of Super Nintendo than we were to the launch of Nintendo. It wasn't until PlayStation 3, maybe, that I was in near launch day for a console. Right. Uh, maybe game, maybe Maybe even the Nintendo 64 or the GameCube, we were pretty close, though. Well, and at that time, we played a lot with Mike on those consoles, too. Yes. So maybe we had more incentive to get in on them right away or something. That could be. Or maybe just brought his over. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. It's it's uh, hazy. The days of the N64 and GameCube. Yeah. Um. How about a little game called Airport Tycoon? Okay, this game was fire. This hot, hot fire. This game fire. was a hot fire. <laughs> I uh, know this is true because it is one of the few games in my life that I have played sometime starting in the evening and then looked over and the sun was up. Yes. And gone, oh no, <laughs> what happened? And uh, so this is, a, this is a pure sim game. Yes. Um, but airports are cool. I'm not it sure that's out. true, but in that game, it okay. was fucking hella cool. I mean, I hate the airport now, I gotta be honest, but... Oh yeah, it's not fun to be in there, but, like, imagine working at the airport. Doesn't it seem cooler now? <laughs> What's my job at the airport? Oh, definitely airport planner. It's okay. not a real job, okay, but, okay, like... Okay. Then yes, yeah, then it's still fire. Still imagine fire. that you're like, okay, um, Delta's closing a route, we have, we're gonna have an open slot, what kind um, of flight are we gonna put in that, like, can that you imagine? Is, yeah, that's better. That's, that's dope. I thought you maybe you meant work at the Starbucks or something. Nah. Okay. Although airport Starbucks pretty. That that's seems pretty like hot. a real low pressure job. You're never going to see those guys again. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you could fuck. They're them flying even away to normal. somewhere else, maybe another whole country. Especially if you're in like a big connecting airport, like one of the one of the airline hubs or something. Those people. Yeah. You're really never going to see those fuckers again. Oh, uh, yeah. You're at Midway. You'd be like, yeah, you wanted a gingerbread you're latte, in, but you're at Denver. You're going to get a fucking catch it latte instead. Just saying every customer's name wrong, writing crazy names on the cups, even though you definitely heard the guy's very normal name, Bill. <laughs> right, the guy said his name was like, Eric with right, a C. Pill? It says Eric with a C, so you said Carrick. You put exactly. the C right up front. <laughs> Go with the C in front. <laughs> um, but uh, Airport Tycoon is coming in uh, hot at number two here. Oh, wow, list. okay. Yeah, We're going to have to go through a lot of games to start really getting into... Uh, distinct uh, classifications, but this is a game I played a lot. It's also one of those fun sim games where it's pretty basic and everything that got added to it for future releases made it worse. Yes, I tried playing future iterations of Airport Tycoon and they were much, much worse. The barrier to like getting your airport off the ground, like up and running, was way, way higher. Yeah, like it's not fun to have a failing airport. This is SimCity's big yes. problem. SimCity, whatever the last version I played, 
It was just like, I can't even keep the fucking lights on. So you're just like, you cannot afford enough police stations to fucking keep your city from becoming so crime-ridden that everyone moves out. It's a bunch of fucking garbage. Yeah. All right, so ahead of F-Zero, but still under Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's I like do... that we're doing kind of a sampling here. Oh, yeah. I, well, I'm not going to overload it with, like, a, a bunch of the same console or whatever. Um... Why don't we why don't we do California games on the Atari? Nice. Okay. So I put in a lot of hours on California games. The, well, the, the good thing about games like that on the Atari were uh you could just boot them up and you would be playing in 1 second. That is true. So there was um let's see if I can name the games. Okay. There was Hacky Sack. That was definitely one which was always wild. <laughs> like wait a minute. In what version of any any kind of seasonal games is Hacky Sack going to be one of the events? Right. California was, is the um, only version. Bike stunts, I think, was what you would call that one, right? Um, yeah, the one where you like went down a hill. I think it was mountain biking, probably. Yeah, you went down but, a like, hill you had to and score there was points, right? Yes, there were like jumps and like, there were trees you could fucking just totally wipe out on. Okay, there was surfing. Yeah, that one, as I recall, was the hardest. Yeah, that was a real then, fucking pain. What else was there? Uh, there was half pipe. Half pipe, okay. But there was another trick one. You'd you go up, you'd do your little uh, your little flips, and it would give you a point total. Um, boy, what else was on there? I mean, that's already four things, and this is for an the Atari, Atari game. For the Atari, that was because we had the. I'm sure California games existed on 15 consoles, but we had it for the 26 Hundo. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I don't really remember the other ones, but we had the winter games, we had California games, we had, um, I guess those were the versions of the the seasonal ones that we had. So it says, so this, of course, these vary by platform, right. and they don't put a nice matrix in this Wikipedia article, but it says the available events are half pipe, roller skating. I don't think we had roller skating on ours. Surfing. Yes. Starring Rip and Rick. Don't remember says. that. It didn't star anybody. It was one pixel. You just went, I don't know. Yeah. BMX, Footbag, <laughs> Hacky Sack, and Flying Disc. Was there a Frisbee game? I don't remember it. I think there what was just it have the been? Yeah. I think for us it was just what they're saying, BMX, uh, Half Pipe, Surfing, and Footbag. <laughs> Which I've never heard anyone say. <laughs> Yeah, we had. It sounds end. like ha- Hacky Sack is like it's a uh, trademark, and oh. you have to use the generic foot bag. Right. Except in certain cases where everyone just decided it was okay to call everything a Kleenex or right whatever. Um, okay, so we this was in heavy rotation because what choice did we have? Uh, exactly. That is precisely correct. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, so, where would you put this on what we have so far, which is Super Mario Brothers Three, Airport Tycoon, F Zero, Jet Moto? Uh, I feel above like Jet Moto. I was going to say, I feel like it's somewhere in F Zero territory, but who knows? Yeah, it's more of an F Zero than a Jet Moto for sure. Okay. California. It's games. just so much less of a game than F Zero. Yeah, even though, you know, F-Zero, if it really did only have four or five tracks or whatever. The manual from the Atari 2600 archive says, by the way, that the games are uh, Half Pipe, Footbag, (laughs) 
uh, BMX bike bracing. Bracing, okay. And surfing. Yeah. yeah. I I think we got that right. Also, it starts with saying BMS st- BMX stands for Bicycle Motocross. I think I... Which is true. But, <laughs> like, and I, we learned that on one of the most recent How, How to Just Get, get Made. That's right, yeah. The, Where they not only did a BMX movie, but they mentioned the more important BMX movie, which is BMX, BMX Bandits. Bandits. Which was, was the one that they did? They did... Um, Rad. Rad. Yeah, that's right. Never seen Which Rad. apparently was supposed to be called Balls Out. <laughs> yes. That would have been better, I think, than Rad. Yeah. Speaking of rad. All right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Nintendo game. I mean, this game is seminal. I wonder I wonder if you can dissect for me how important it is as a game versus its soundtrack, or how much that plays into your enjoyment of a game. Uh, the soundtrack is huge. It's one thing that you cannot say for any of the uh, like of the other games on here. Mm. F Zero is probably the one with the best soundtrack. It's pretty hopping, and it's it's hopping, but it's not anything. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not the arcade game, no. the Konami game yes. for the uh, for the Nintendo. Every track on that shit is fire. It's pr- it's it's pretty crazy how good it is. This shit is all bangers. I've told Judah many times that when I start, when I'm editing these, for some reason, whenever I get to where I'm exporting the whole track, <laughs> instantly into my head, I just go, do 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 uh, you would be tempted to use a game genie, but there was one level <laughs> yeah. where having a game genie was a could get you permanently stuck. It's a trap! So, uh... Yeah, you'd fall into a pit of fire, which ordinarily would just kill you, right. and then you could move on to your next turtle. And you'd start over with another turtle. But if the game genie's invincibility code on you, would just sit in the fire and forever. You would just make the bounce <laughs> noise forever. Yeah. The damage noise forever. But you couldn't get anywhere near that level without the game genie. So I beat this shit one time, cheating. Yeah. Um, however, it's dope. Uh, this is number two for me. Oh, ahead of the airport tycoon. Yeah, it's better than airport tycoon for sure. Well, I didn't know whether the fact that you can only really play four levels realistically. <laughs> yeah, but I super like those four. They're pretty good. I like the. I even like the dam. What's even kind of neat is that the four turtles were different enough. Yes. Their weapons were different enough that it was like, there were levels that were Donatello, or like sections of the level, you'd be like, this is Donatello's fucking area. Yeah. Or you'd be like, no, I need Raph. I need Raph right here. The game is extremely janky in that you can go through from left to right, kill all the enemies on the upper level using Donatello's bow. Yeah. But when you get to the right... They're off. All that shit's been off screen. So when you go back, they've all respawned. And sometimes there's a different enemy set. Yes, the the enemy set will change mid level. Where right. you're like, uh, I know for sure these were like the crazy little guys flying around on the ceiling. Yeah. Now, but now it's the that the fire I'm legs. Here, What's going on? Exactly. Now that I'm up here, these are different dudes. Yeah. Like so, it's an extremely buggy game, but uh, this is a very important game for me. Okay. Um. Let's do Final Fantasy X for the PlayStation 2. Okay, so this is a game that I responded to much more favorably than you did. 
Like I got deep into this game. Yeah. Uh, to the point of like trying to customize the base spheres on the sphere grid that I was going to run every single character through. I know of the sphere grid. I did right. not play deep enough to enjoy it very much. Uh, so this is pretty big. The um, The story of this game is pretty much nonsensical. What I gathered was it was about a dude who hated his dad just so much. Well, I mean, he does say, Dad, I hate you, Dad. <laughs> I like the beginning and ending with Dad. Yeah, yeah. Just to let him know. Uh, yeah, this is the story of a guy who has been summoned from a future world where he is a sports star to a much more primitive world. Uh, it's like Free Jack, but, different, but the opposite. Yeah, he's he's Bone Jack. Bone Jack in the opposite reverse. direction, right? Uh, and he goes on a quest as the guardian of a summoner, who it turns out has to de- develop the power to essentially sacrifice somebody thought to be herself mm. to tame a huge beast that ravages the land periodically. Okay. Like some kind of kaiju or something? Basically, it's a kaiju called Sin. Okay. Uh, and you, uh, the, the the main character, Titus, accompanies her and sort of falls in love with her over the course of the thing, but she thinks this whole thing is going to end in her death, so shouldn't get too close. Yeah. Then it turns out at the end that she actually has to sacrifice one of her guardians and that that person will become Sin. Ooh. But also it turns out at the end... That the main character is the dreams of a dead civilization that's encased in stone. And so he has the power to break this cycle. I thought he was a future sports star. Yeah, that's a that's all made up. Oh, that that's part's all the their dream. dream. Yes. Oh, they dream of like a Ronaldo type. A Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo who's going to come back. So you do spend him. a fair amount of time playing this underwater soccer. Uh, I do remember playing just a little bit of uh, Blitzball. Yes. As it is called. Uh, did you play this game the way that you play a lot of Final Fantasies, where you played until the point where you could defeat the final boss if you wanted, but just didn't get around to it? I have defeated the final boss in okay. this one. All right. This is in the series of games that I did actually beat. Uh, that series is 6, 7, 10, and 13. Oh, okay. Well, that's more of them than I thought. And I, not the series that I have never beaten, but uh, but played quite a bit of, which is 5, 8, and 12, or the series that I or that I bounced off of 1 through 4, uh, 9, and... Whatever came after 13? 11 and 14 are MMOs, so they don't yeah. really matter. So 15, then. And 15, which I did bounce off pretty hard. I stiff-armed it. As soon as I saw that it was heavily sponsored by Coleman, I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, well, how does this universe work? What is this? Why are they drinking Dr. Pepper? What's happening? Why is there a woman singing Stand By Me or whatever? <laughs> All right, so you did play this one. You played it heavily. It was a, uh, a wild story. This game, to me, always felt like it just it got a little bit too Japanese. Well, and this was the first game with voice acting, and I, I that know that that was problematic for you. Yeah. Because it wasn't good. It wasn't good voice acting. No. It had it had uh, Bender from Futurama. Well, by the way, uh, the English versions, 
of these Japanese games always have terrible, terrible, terrible voice acting, and I wonder if it's like weird direction, like oh, Japanese direction, where they're like, yeah. "That's not how you say it." <laughs> you think they're giving them line readings? <laughs> I think they're like someone's no, got John to... DiMaggio in there, and they're like, "Well, they're like you have to keep the emphasis the same." I know you're Jake from Adventure Time and Bender from Futurama, but I'm gonna tell you how to do it. I'm gonna say it this way for me. Yeah. I don't know, it always feels really unnatural and bad. Like, that's in anime or video games or anything. Like, you get the English dub and you go, well, that's terrible. Uh, on this list now, this game is probably coming in at number three. Okay, so ahead of Airport Tycoon. But Definitely. below the impossible majesty of TMNT. I think so. Okay. Um, the music in this game is just fine. It's very Final Fantasy. I only know the Black Mages versions of them. Obviously, the Black Mages versions and... uh, Higher and higher, (laughs) how I want to fly! Yeah, particularly the skies above. (laughs) I love when that track comes up on my iPod. It's like, I don't even like this song, but uh, there are bits of it that I have to hear. Okay, so so it's at number three. Oh. Yeah. After this, can we hear Maybe I'm a Lion? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Maybe I'm a Lion. This is the main theme from Final Fantasy X, which I think is pretty good. And also, it's very Final Fantasy. Did X have a map? X had... X was a little more railroaded in that it had some large open areas, but it was mostly now go here, now go here, and then you were in mini-maps. There wasn't a big overworld. Because the problem with the main themes of most games is that you spend a lot of time on the overworld hearing them, right. and eventually they drive you slowly mad. No, by this, this is the main theme by which I mean like opening cinematic, etc., right. but not overworld map. Uh, how much do, does the Final Fantasy music play into the experience? Because I know that we spent a lot of time with them muted listening to KOME, just various iterations of Final Fantasy. I, I am a big video games muted guy. Yeah, me too. So they're not critical, but, you know, they work their way in there. The map music from Final Fantasy VI I hear when I close my eyes at night sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and obviously there's a lot of Secret Amata music that's still... Oh, yeah. Still got a jam, too. Well, Secret of Music, the Secret of Mana music was very good. Yeah. Uh, is anybody going to rock out? That's a weird question to ask after that nice piano music. <laughs> oh, Black Mages. The band of the composer of all of these games' music. Yeah, he plays the keys, so don't worry. There's some great fucking keys. Oh, yeah, there's some Boston-level solos in here. I forget the name of this opera singer, so I'm going to call him Mr. Do. <laughs> I didn't realize it took this long to get to it. <laughs> Only a Japanese video games composer could think that this band is a good idea. I mean, this this genre is 
the soundtrack from Ace Combat 2. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the genre that we are living in right there. Uh, wake up for a moment from this dream of me. Dog, that is a spoiler. Yeah, right? You can't put that in the song. Would you hear the lyrics? The lyrics aren't in the game, right? Are they in the no, game? No, there's no singing in the game. Okay. The, it's really just that piano music. So then you're fine. You know, the spoiler's not going to matter. <clears throat> um, well, like I just said it, Ace Combat 2. Air Combat 2 at the time. Hold on. This one's much faster. Maybe I'm a lion. Yeah, maybe! Anything's possible. Maybe I'm a lion. Uh, Ace Air Combat 2. Air Combat 2, the Ace Combat series that at that point was still Air Combat. Was a revelation. Yeah. However, it's not my favorite of the Ace Combat games. Well, that's alright. And you know, I was gonna say, going into this, if it, there may be some where you have a hard time differentiating the games in the series. Yeah. Like maybe Dynasty Warriors or Ace Combat, <laughs> and you might just have to lump them all together on the list, but that's up to oh, you if you can remember Definitely, them. if you're going to be like, what about Dynasty Warriors 5? I'm going to be like, oh, shit. I don't remember which one that is. Um, But for Ace Combat 2, I yeah. think I feel qualified to rate it on its own, and I would put Ace Combat 2 right below Airport Tycoon. Okay, so still ahead of F-Zero. Yes. This one... Again, F-Zero is just... At the end of the day, it's just a racing game. Yeah. It doesn't have, like... There's no Gran Turismo where you're, like, unlocking new cars or... Yeah, does it uh, matter to you at all that apparently there's some kind of anime or or comic book world? Oh, definitely not. Okay. So you didn't get into, No, I definitely don't care about Captain Falcon. Or whatever. (laughs) Or, um... Fox or the McCloud. yellow car. That's not it. The Fox McCloud. It's not Fox McCloud. <laughs> I care way more about the Star, uh, Star Fox lore than I do about the F-Zero lore. Okay. And still very little. Uh, Ace, Air Combat 2 was cool because it had split screen local multiplayer, competitive yes, multiplayer. Yes, like a dogfight. Where you could, uh, you get, basically you just one big canyon and you do a dogfight in it. And that's where we learned the true, the true secret. That the A-10 is the best dogfighter in the world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the A-10 attack aircraft meant to blow up tanks. Yep. When every game has 99 real basic missiles, <laughs> but the A-10 has more durability and a higher turning rate, it turns it's out... It's the winner. It's the best dogfighter ever built. <laughs> the game had some issues, I guess. The game is not realistic. The whole no. game is, as the world is, strange real. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, all the fighters... <clears throat> are like real life fighters, but that planet is not so much. Exactly, though it has a Greenland or whatever. In this one, there is an incoming giant enemy airborne fortress, which uh, was uh, every one of the air combat slash ace combat games has a couple of things. It's got a teeny weeny vulnerable hole. Yep, that you got to fly through and blow something up, and it has a giant uh, flying thing. That never existed. That of course but you have to attack it with a Sukhoi. Right. That of course never existed. And or an F four Phantom could never exist. Yes, exactly. Uh, but you have sometimes to it's it. a satellite laser that does bad news, and sometimes it's the a Arc giant... Bird. Exactly. It's my great voice acting. Um, this one uh, 
but we did we did play it a lot together though, and I remember also some of the specific levels. I was like, oh, this one's a desert level, and yep. uh, you know, uh, this one's a. Before this game existed, there was only uh, Top Gun. Yeah, an extremely bad and boring game, and then like bullet hell shooters where you were flying a little tiny, like a 1942. <clears throat> yeah, then the the map is scrolling along and you're trying not to yeah. get blasted by all of the things. And then there was also Wing Commander. Yeah, there was Space Sim. Yeah, yeah. so this was some new shit. And then This was new good shit. They came out with a bunch of them after. They still are lying and saying... They still always won. There will be one this year. I do not believe them at all. Um. Alright, so that's uh, in at number five of eight so far. Yeah. Let's do Fallout 4. Okay. Kind of a noob. Yeah. On this list. So, <laughs> Fallout 4. Yeah. Uh, is the only Fallout I played on console, which I just said you shouldn't do for Bethesda games, but I hadn't rebuilt my PC yet for it. Okay. Also, I think I wanted to play it with you, but it turned out you really can't. You can't. That game is you, not like that. You just can't. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a thing. I also played this one on console. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 4 is pretty good. It's not the best Bethesda game, and it may not be the best Fallout game. This list will tell in time. Yeah. Since this is the canon list. But it has a lot of things that I like. First of all, it's very systemy. Yeah, it's got one million systems. Second, you can side with most of the factions. You really can. Like, it's not... There's a lot of games where you could uh, push the left button to be to do the good guy thing or push the right button to do the bad guy thing. You're thinking of Mass Effect games? Mass Effect games, specifically. Yeah. Where then it's like, hey, now you're a bad guy. Uh, but in this game, you can support most of the factions, and they also generally have an option where you can betray them. Yeah. So... Theoretical replay value, pretty high. What However, about, yeah. you will have the nagging sense that none of it really matters. Which faction you go with yes. or whatever? Yeah. Like, you'll get some different lore if you play the different faction. You'll hear some different things from people. But mostly you're just going to be out there in the world alone killing everything and everybody. And just being jumped by randos. Yeah, exactly. A lot of being jumped by randos in that game. Uh, However, the running around and shooting people mechanics in this game are pretty good. So, uh, for a game that it's kind of only half about that, it's perfectly serviceable. Um, this Fallout 4, for me, is going to go above Airport Tycoon. Okay, looks like we're getting into, there's like a barrier. There's a Tycoon barrier. Well, I guess actually, we've played both sides of it now. I though. guess I guess Air Combat 2 just came in right under it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all of the Fallouts take place in the same shared universe, right? Yes. An Earth in which the transistor was not, not invented. So everything so, was stayed the 50s for some reason. So everything stayed the 50s, but then like you have nuclear fusion-powered cars, but like everything's tubes. Right. Yeah. And computer technology don't work so good, but there are robots... Yeah, I'm not sure what they're made of. There are of. some sentient robots. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of... Um, well, it's a make em up You know, it gives them the opportunity to play a lot of Ink Spot songs on the in-game radio or whatever. <laughs> right. Does it have good radio? What would you say is compared to like a Grand Theft Auto kind of radio situation? It's not as good as Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Um, 
but it's not bad. The radio is thematic. There are there's a lot of in world lore that gets discussed over the radio. It does sort of track what you're doing. Uh, particularly, I'm thinking of Fallout Three, which really did this a lot. But Fallout Four does some of the same stuff. Okay. Uh, it's decent, and it's been thought about. You know what I mean? Like it's thoughtful. It makes sense. Sure. Some of the the weird old songs they pick for it are fun, but uh, it doesn't have the variety of GTA, and it doesn't have as much make me up stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't like in GTA. It'll be like here is a period appropriate station of rap songs and then flip over to this channel and it's all the funk songs that were sampled in those yeah, rap songs which i think is very educational it is it's educational and it's fun right yeah uh every gta has a country music station that's interesting to me yeah some i mean sometimes that's been the most interesting station like in uh, uh yeah. whatever the california one was on the playstation 2 or whatever what was that one called san andreas san andreas you think about K Rose, yes, K Rose. <laughs> uh, but also, Fallout Four has the great randomness of Bethesda that yeah, allows you to accidentally kill uh, the robot captain on that ship, or accidentally, yeah. accidentally fight his forces. And Locked not be myself able, out of that quest because not be able to join him. I was fighting some fucking randos, and we wandered into his trigger area, and one of his drones started shooting at the randos, and I accidentally shot him. And then that was it. You were not friends with that dude forever. And then it was like, uh, Matt was like, man, did you do this quest? And I was like, oh, I killed that guy. I can't can't work with him anymore. The ship is still there, but I can't do the quest. Yeah, iron sights. That guy had some some cool shit going on. Yeah. So, yes, it's very Bethesda-y in the sense that sometimes you will just see a fucking super mutant attacking uh, Brotherhood of Steel Vertibird. Yep. And you're like, man, I'm not even a part of this fight. They're just going at each other over there. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I was impressed by how close to the Skyrim experience it was playing Fallout Four. Just like yeah. the weird random nonsense that happens all over the map. Yeah, it's it's a, just a different setting. Yeah. Uh, and since we brought up the series, we can do one on the Grand Theft Autos. Let's do um, let's let's finish this week off with uh, let's do Vice City. Hmm. So this is the one with Ray Liotta. This is the one with Ray Liotta. The plot is Scarface. It's Scarface, the video the game. The setting is Miami Vice. Yeah, no, yes, and the setting is Miami Vice. Um, it's got <laughs> all uh, of our favorite things. The cars are fun. It was the one that introduced motorcycles. Yeah, you even had like the little scooters and shit. When we got it, the first car we got into was playing Billie Jean. That seemed like a very good sign. It was a good omen for sure about the soundtrack. Uh, The other songs were things like um, Take These Broken Wings. Oh, yeah. um, Fucking, what else were some of the jams on that? Was that the one that introduced strip clubs? Or was that... Yeah, it did introduce strip it clubs. It strip clubs in there, too. So but it, it was like before some, they had nipples. It had, like, the Mary Jane girls in it, maybe, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, this is a very, was a very solid game. It was, a, it was in the same generation as GTA 3. Yes. It was the first so, one that came out after GTA 3. Yes. So it was um, a lot of quality of life and content improvements over gta 3 and not so much engine stuff yeah but that actually meant that it was like i don't really care about the engine so much like the fact that uh i don't know you can't parachute or whatever in this game i think actually you can but 
There's yeah. like very limited plane stuff in Vice City. Yeah, there's not a lot of plane stuff. There's some. You can do helicopters and there's yeah. speedboats and shit. And um, in Grand Theft Auto 3, you may not have been able to swim. But I think in this oh, one, that may have been fixed. Yes. yes, I think you can swim in this one for the first time. And there's definitely, you could take power boats because they had cigarette boats and shit all right. around. Um, uh, it's pretty small. The world is not big. Yeah. But you don't really notice because it's all of it is was city. So compared yeah. to later games that are big, but a lot of it's just backwoods. Uh, this is this one's fairly high for me. I would say Vice City is right above Airport Tycoon. Wow. Okay. So this version of Grand Theft Auto below Fallout 4 and Final Fantasy X. Yeah, the real problem is that the next game in the Grand Theft Auto series was Boss. Semi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get to that another time because we've hit our 10. Yeah. So right and now... We've done an hour and a half. Yeah. Right now it's uh, Super Mario Brothers hanging out on... Super Mario Bros. 3 hanging out on top. Yeah. And Jet Moto <laughs> maybe forming some kind of basement. We'll see. I mean, it's below California games, so... <laughs> Which is just five you, pixels. roughly, like... I don't know. At some point, you'll ask me about Missile Command, and I'll have to think. Yeah. Well, I feel like we hit a representative sample of games. Burger as well. time. Um, in a couple of weeks, we may be ready to do a music project. We'll see how how the research goes. Yeah, we're putting it together. We're still thinking about the ground rules as we do the research. Yeah. But since we did track ones, yeah. Uh, this has been our next idea for one of these projects, and I think we can go ahead and say it's album cuts. Yeah, we're going to do deep cuts here. We're going to do the album non-single tracks that we think are the best ones in our collections. So right now, we're looking at uh, songs that were not released as singles from albums which had at least one single which charted. Yeah. And from a technical perspective, we mean either it appeared in the Hot 100 or it was in the top 40 of one of the lesser charts. And I, I believe we've excluded other countries to make this easier. Yeah, we're talking about U.S. charts here. So, sorry, Tarsaw Wong. If there's anything else good on that album, it's not going to... I mean, there's three or four other good songs. That's the that's definitely the banger. Yeah. That's the heater on that one. Um, So, that's what you can start thinking about if you want to think about this project. Um, Just an example, like we'd be talking about... What is the best song on Cake's Fashion Nugget that wasn't a single, so not The Distance, I Will Survive, Frank Sinatra, or oddly, Friend is a four-letter word. God, so that was that was released as a single? Yeah. That's wild. So, you know, like, what's the best song on that? And what we're going to do is, again, we're going to put together a list of the top ten mm-hmm. album cuts. So we're not going to go... Album by album, but we'll be winnowing it down to a list of our yeah, 10 we'll each have ten songs that are in this qualification. We've got to figure out what songs are eligible. That's the big work ahead <laughs> of us right now. That's the research. And then putting the playlist together and listening to it and winnowing it down, that'll be the fun part of this. Yeah, so it'll either be in the next non-Star Trek or the one after that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. My, I'm looking forward to this so I can have another cool playlist. Because the track yeah, one playlist exactly. ended up being really good. Yeah, but particularly the like an earlier cut that has more than ten songs on it. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to play the same ones over and over again. Like I, you hit a pretty good playlist. I think I still have like thirty songs or something on my on one of my early cuts of the track one playlist, and that playlist is solid. Yeah. 
Next week is a Star Trek week, though. Yeah, what are we watching? It's week 39. We're watching Journey to Babel. Mm-hmm. The Icarus Factor. Yeah. Yeah. The Maquis Part 1. Okay, I like a Part 1. That's good. Tuvix. Always, that's going to be a winner for sure. And Stigma. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're playing along, those are the ones. Uh, ben, I expect to see your notes pretty soon come through. <laughs> so I'm surprised they're not in by now. Usually pretty far ahead. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, keep filling the mailbag, everybody. Stuff it. It's uh, at BrotherDate on, uh, on the Twitter. And then you can go to the website, BrotherDate.com. You can get us on the iTunes. And um, we will uh, we will be in touch sonically. Yeah. Everybody. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, dude. Um, would you like to guess, Matt, whether you think I think I was wrong or not? You usually don't. Yeah, that's correct. I don't. <laughs> that's right, I don't. don't think you're wrong. Please subscribe.